The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. The Real Pod is brought to you by our good friends at Nando's. They've got restaurants across Aotearoa, and if you order through the Nando's app, you can collect Perry Perks points to redeem for delicious rewards. Hit nandos.co.nz to learn more and start earning. Three, two, one, lift off. What? You can't say lift off and then clap. <laughs> Jeff's do it again now. Oh, that was an extra okay. beat. Three, two, one, clap. No, you don't say clap. You just pause. This is amazing. Are you recording this? This this should be, this absolute botching of a countdown from three needs to be our intro. Come on, Jane. I think you can do it this time. Okay. Third time lucky. Three, two, one. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to The Real Pod. I'm a mess. <laughs> My name's Jane I'm joined by Duncan Grieve. You're, you're a mess in a lovely hat, though. So Thank you. Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm a walking museum exhibit at the moment. I'm wearing Chris Parker's, um, I don't know, flappy hat is the best way I can describe it. A very pale salmon colour. Um, famous for its appearance. It's like a whole extra character on Celebrity Treasure Island, New Zealand. It's kind of the co- the co- Don't need to say the New Zealand again. Don't need to say the New Zealand. It's like the co-winner of Celebrity Treasure Island in a way. It is. And I want to keep it and Duncan won't let me. I won't not let you. I just worry about, um, you know, if you lost that, you know, that's probably a top three exhibit. Jane is currently sniffing it, which is... It um, smells good, <laughs> which think- seems... It seems like it shouldn't. It seems like it should smell disgusting. Did he but wash actually, it, do you think? No, it's got like a some sort of scent on it, you know? Mm. Like a parfum. Anyway, this is The Real Pod. We've got some real news. We've got some real life chat. And most importantly, we've got a really lovely sponsor in Nando's, purveyors of chicken and other fine delicacies. Lots of veggie options. And uh, they are doing, they're roaring away in your various alert levels. So make sure you go to nandos.co.nz to see which Nando's restaurants are open, which ones are available for takeaway, which ones are available for delivery. And I personally can't wait to the in-principle decision on the 29th of November in which Auckland will be able to, like, walk into a Nando's that, that, and eat some chook. It's weird that Ardern did not emphasise that. I feel like that would have convinced, like, a significantly higher 
proportion of the population to rush and get vaccinated if they knew that that was waiting for them, like it just just walking into an Nando's, like the totally. old times. That should have been their campaign from the get-go. Yeah. Also, if you think about it, it would be quite good if the um, the sign language interpreters were doing some um, secret messaging to that community, to those who can read sign language. Just uh, some bonus information regarding Just Nando's. some bonus material yeah. regarding Nando's. Great. If anyone's got any, any hookups to those folks, perhaps we can get some secret messaging through. Right, the other things of note are that... We have got a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Corner. The Corns are the nicest people in the universe. They are in the midst of sending out some secret Santa gifts. Someone has made like a, um, what do you call it, little hanging, what are those things where they've got like little, uh, oh God, the words escape me, like a piece of string with little flags on it. What are they called? Hunting. Bunting. Yeah. It's bunting. It Thanks, Ti. here. I take back what I said about you earlier. Okay, yeah, bunting. And it's got like all little tiny pictures of like um, real pod significant imagery. It's very, very cute. They're, they're, they're too much, eh? Like the, the, the hand-stitched um, corny Christmas um, tree decorations. God, we're really going yeah. well with our brains at the moment, eh? Yeah. Oh. And also, uh, don't forget, we've got those enamel pins. They are in the country, Duncan. So oh. they're going to be winging their way out soon. We just need to sort out the backing cards that are, are at the printers. And then uh, they'll be coming to you if you've ordered one. If you haven't, make sure you go to our shop. What's the URL? Spinoff.co.nz forward slash shop. And that is why he runs the company. Shop. Let's get into some real news. Shop.thespinoff.co.nz. I think just keep <laughs> trying things and eventually you'll make it. That's <laughs> sort of how the internet works. Okay, in the real news, the Block NZ houses have been sold, or have they? We don't know. The auction's happened, but it's all been kept stum. I'm shocked that it's managed to stay stum, just because, you know, if you buy a house, it's a very significant event in your life, and people, you know, multiple people will know that you're intending to buy the house, and they'll be able to get a read on you. Information wants to be free. The news organisations would love, you know, like they've got an active incentive, like a powerful incentive to report the news to like depress the ratings for one of their competitors that they com- compete for for commercial revenue. Like it's, it's, it's wild that it hasn't made it out. But I, speaking as someone who wants to finally complete the, the journey of, of the block, which, let's remember, started in like February 2020 this season. No. This is ridiculous. And, uh, it's uh, just insane. I want to know how it ends, and I don't want it to be spoiled. I mean, I guess when you think about it, when you look at Celebrity Treasure Island, Chris was sitting on that secret for a long, long time. These guys only have to hold it in for a week. But it's just a lot more... It's a lot more people having to, to hold it in. And, like, the on the re, the celebrity reality shows, right, like, they're used to holding secrets. They've all got a vested interest in it. The crew, anyone else who knew, they they, they just sit with secrets all the time. Ho- homeowners, it's just quite a different thing. And it's, like I say, it's a big yeah. deal for them. Presumably they all had to sign little contracts. No doubt. And those are scary, Nandia. Yeah. Um, so we will find out when. When is it? Sunday, Sunday at 7pm. 7 7 that is so exciting. Is it? Yes, it is. It is. God, is, it, so, is it going to be a Zoom? It was, it's a virtual one, eh? Well, it's going to look 
horrible. <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it's just they hit record on a Zoom and it's just Mark Richardson sort of glitching in and out, yelling a lot. Hopefully Michael's one of the auctioneers. I really feel like it would be a, uh, a lovely thing if this whole kind of understand, understood drop in production value of everything during the hard times just continues, like everyone just lowers their standards because then I think we, we'd be right up there in terms of quality. I like this. You know? Yeah. So the, it, it, the, the real pod, if we can just hold the line and not make a parallel slip ourselves, which is a, a huge if, uh, then, uh, yeah, I like it. We suddenly become sort of like breakfast radio caliber. Exactly. We're top tier. Which has always been um, our aspiration. You know, if Jason Wynn Stanley, the new head of radio at NZME replacing Wendy Palmasari, this is The Fold, if, I know you're not listening, but if you I'm were just- listening... <laughs> Duncan, Alex and Jane to replace Flinny and whoever else on whatever station he's currently on, 2028. When you said, when you said I know you're not listening, you're talking to Jason with Stanley A, but I wasn't listening I thought you'd caught me out. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's uh, oh God. It's fine. The it's, truth always comes out. It does. Um, actually, I know I just want to clarify, though, I'd prefer like a day's slot to breakfast. Thing More is, I just get don't, up in the morning. I don't think you get the big bucks. Like, like Radio Peaks is a format between six and nine and everything else is a sort of a slow dec- decay. Uh, so if you're on the evenings or, or day, I just don't think you make the big bucks. How about this? World first, entirely pre-recorded breakfast radio show. Well, I don't think that is a world first because I'm pretty sure that at least, like, say, Matt and Jerry and those Horaki people certainly record subsequent parts of their show, like like the last some proportion of it, and just spool it out because they know what the songs are going to be. Uh, mm. So, But I think that an entire pre-record where, where you can have no relationship to the news, a la, like a radio version of the cafe, you're just, you're quite unmoored. I love it. You'd be like, you could do your weather report and be just like, just look out your window. That's <laughs> what the weather's doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the news today... Google it. You know? Don't make us do all the hard work. We're here for the real, real news. Hey, before we get before we continue in that, can I just get a little update yeah. on um, Bake Off? Because I haven't been watching it, but I'm getting a lot of texts about it. And yeah. I, I just want to, I want a vibe and a kind of should I not catch up, but just dive on in. Like, what, what, help, help me out here. I mean, I always recommend catching up. I know if you dedicate like an, a, a, an afternoon on the weekend. Can't do that. A gloomy, look out the window on the weekend if it's raining. That's your <laughs> yeah, weather. Is, that's and the weather report on the rail park. That's the weather report. And that's a, nice t- that's a nice opportunity to just sit in and watch some Bake Off. It's such a lovely, lovely show. Um, it, it does help fill the hole, the CTI hole, which I'm really feeling. But in, ter- in terms of just being a nice, easy, comforting watch during lockdown for those of us who are still locked up inside. And, yeah, um, so it's it's. I think the standard's pretty good this year. They've got a whole new location. Like, it's this amazing, it looks like, very bougie reception venue, I think, in, um, I don't know where it is. It's in, it's in sort of greater Auckland area. <laughs> up on the cliffs, overlooking the sea. It's very dramatic, and it's not a tent, and it's, all kitted out with brand new stuff. And it's just, you know, your same old host. You've got Fleischer, who hasn't said unctuous even one time yet. Okay, that's odd. That's and not okay. Brett Schneider, who continues to be 
somehow the, a television host with zero personality and yet perfect for the job. <laughs> and uh, and Hayley and, and Madeline still doing their thing. And then you've just got this um, a, a lovely range of contestants. I don't think there's anyone I don't like. Is that too cloying? Like it's good to have someone who's a little bit there's one. Off. There's one guy who's, I, I, and I have no idea why he. No, I don't even want to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say. He might listen. There's so many freaking reality TV adjacent and people who cast and crew from shows who are in the corner now that I feel like I'm gagged. But but you can't do that. Like you just we just have to to do what we've always done. But I think I guess it's fine if, if not to do a drive-by on a show. We're not properly recapping, so you don't get the full range of our emotional relationship with the show. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Also, I have no reason not to like this person. So there's no, you know, it's just it feels this is one of those blind items, like where it's like a 41 year old Auckland man or a 40 something Auckland man has been arrested for X. Now every 40-something Auckland man is going, oh, Sorry. Shit, it wasn't me. But now all of the men on Bake Off are, are wondering, am I, am I <laughs> that one that Jane doesn't like? So do I, do I throw that guy under the bus <laughs> to save the others? Is that what I do? You do you. I just feel like you've made a trap for yourself and I'm just enjoying sitting here watching you figure oh, out a way it's out. Really, it's really awkward. <laughs> okay, if you are a man on Bake Off, it's not you. <laughs> okay, and uh, so yeah, but I think you should tune in. It is good. Okay. I enjoy it. Some of the some of the bakes and some of the show stoppers have actually been really really good. Um, a seven year old child in New Zealand lockdown has found a seven leaf clover blowing up on Reddit in a small way. <laughs> Very wholesome. <laughs> uh, she, uh, this little girl had been looking for four leaf clovers, and imagine that you're looking for a four leaf, and you come up with a seven. They're very rare. One in 250 million occurrence. Uh, yeah, four leaf, a seven leaf feels like it should be, there, there should be some hardcore clover collectors out there who are like, yeah, that's that's like the big bucks. That's like. Who's who's tracking the ratio? Who's going around counting them one by one to come up with this one in 250 million? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Is that, that someone's job? That, that, feels like, that feels like junk science that no one's really questioned. You just want a number, like. It's the stakes are really low. It doesn't really matter if your orders of magnitude wrong on that, so it's never going to be tested. Okay, it's true. Especially seeing as a, a fairly woman also found a seven leaf clover earlier this year, which seems to completely defy the odds. A fairly uh, woman. The one is, to be clear, that's a woman from Fairly, not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay, an English hairdresser. <laughs> Photo, I love Duncan. this photo so much. I don't know why. <laughs> I know it's 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 always a bit like problematic to have a a story and a podcast about a picture, <laughs> but you need to seek this out. I'm pretty sure if you just go, Boris Johnson. You should explain what, what it is. What it is. First. Nah, nah, no. <laughs> you explain what it is. Okay, so. Basically, I think it's in something to do with the the great reopening in the UK. A, a hairdresser, clearly a, a hairdresser who uh, enjoys the Conservative Party in the UK, has made a what they're calling a hair mural of Boris Johnson, and it is like an astounding thing. It looks like it. I, I, I'm not sure what what the scale is, but it looks like it's sort of it's mural scale and not um, anything smaller and. And it's entirely made of hair, and it's kind of it's it's both grotesque and like it 
also like it's sort of quite clever. Yeah, and and you you kind of buy it. And for someone whose hair is is really their most iconic sort of visual feature, I actually think there's a there's a cleverness to the conceit as well. The best bit for me is that she took two days. No, actually, there's two best bits. The first is that she took two days off of work to do this. Um, it's all human hair too, which is just so disgusting. So lost money on it, you know. Yeah. Didn't get paid. Used up some annual leave to work on the project. Uh, she says she had. Well over half a black sack of hair, which I carefully swept up without my clients knowing. Now. Consent. <laughs> I want my hairdresser to sweep up hair. I don't want it left on the, on the floor. So I'm not sure that sweeping it up without the clients knowing. Surely she means I've used it without the clients knowing. That's, that's, right? that's a great. You've really, like, fact-checked her there. Well done. <laughs> How would you feel... If you were a liberal who had your hair used in a thank you mural <laughs> for Boris Johnson, I think I'd be okay with it, to be honest. Yeah, I think you look at it, it's very hard for even the most ardent like Corbynite to look at that and, and have an issue with it, with the, the sort of artistic integrity of it. And I think it's very much in the eye of the beholder as well. Like I think you could look at that as someone who loathes Boris Johnson and, and still take a, take joy from it. Yeah, and also it's like at least they're using their time to do that than something else less, <laughs> something else more damaging. I don't know. Um, who, who's hanging it? Where's it going? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and, Going and, up in the salon? Well, and also the integrity of it. Like if that thing just sort of starts slowly shedding, then everything's bad everywhere for a long, long time. Is this lady okay? Like, <laughs> Are you looking at it? Yeah, I have. this is – it's – Profoundly disturbing. I, I sort of, I can, and I, that's what I mean. It's like a Rorschach oh, test. I'm really like, surprised you've take, you've got that takeaway because Duncan and I both looked at it and loved it. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of transfixed, but in a horrified sort of way. <laughs> I know what I'm getting. I have for secret Santa this year. <laughs> I think she's fine. I think she's more than all right. Yeah. I think she's a creative genius, and you haven't given, you're not giving her the credit she deserves. Okay, I maybe I'm not ready for it. You just don't know art when you see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, do you want, which story should we do next? I think we should do the, the, the steak and the dishwasher. This is such a crock. And Tara's kind of brought up the story <laughs> and left it in, even though it's fake news. Okay, so fake news warning. This didn't really happen the way it sounds like it did. An American journalist, Michael George, reckons he's found the perfect way to cook a medium rare steak, vacuum pack the sucker and chuck it in the dishwasher. And then in brackets and italics it says, fake news, he fried it at the end, which would probably give you a medium rare steak anyway. This makes me madder than it should. So the real story here is that Tara Ward is sitting in, is she in Dunedin at the moment? Yeah. She's sitting in Dunedin absolutely fuming about the fact she's been had by someone who put a steak in their dishwasher. I, I, I can only assume that Tara was really excited about trying this out, only to then discover that he fried it to finish it off. Um so, I mean, it's, it's basically, yeah, losing, using your dishwasher as like a sous vide type device. All right, don't, no need to get MKR on it. <laughs> but um, I just love the, the, like the sourcing of the story. Like, like it's, it's from the mirror, um, like a UK red top tabloid. And I find, I just, 
really, really enjoy the way that I, I, I have no idea what Tara's methodology for assembling the real news <laughs> is, but it's very much it's a broad church and some ropey, ropey news sites with just absolutely heinous design and UX show up in this um, in this thing. But it gets the people what they want. I had to delete one of the stories. There was a story about a woman who was disappointed when nearly the pants sounded like a duck. I mean, it's a great headline, <laughs> um, but I couldn't, in the story, I couldn't find the video. I wanted to watch the video, and then I got frustrated, much like Tara in the stake, and, uh, and so I'd done strike-throughs on the dock on that. <laughs> I wanted to get I wanted to get the audio for I had to include in the show, but I, I, I couldn't find it within 30 seconds. I was like, this is madness. It was one of those sites. It was exactly one of those sites. It was just a jumble of fonts and images and colours and lines and weird spacing. Um, but love your work, Tara. It was a nice experience, and I feel like I bonded with you over the, the dishwasher steak. Wow. Do you think that... Do you think that the, just back to the dishwasher steak just quickly? Is that, is that bad use of like water and energy and stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. But no, that's because okay. I think that it looks like that he just did it with the dishwasher empty. I think the good use of water and energy would be to have a fully stacked dishwasher and just sort of wedge it in next to a plate, and that way it's basically like no extra energy consumed, but you're cooking a steak. The fry. Yeah, this book. Mm, Sorry, carry on. No, no, I'm, I'm really like this is a very low stakes, if you'll pardon the pun, story and section of the podcast. I can be interrupted any time. Well, I was just going to say we had a, a conversation in Slack, like immediately after the um, the PM's announcement of the in principle decision to move Auckland to the traffic light system on the 29th of November. Uh, we had a Slack conversation. Um, we were talking about the fact that we can now, as of as of sometime very very soon, I don't catch the exact time. We can have like 25 people in our backyard from 25 different bubbles if we want. Correct. And But you can't have them in the house. And therefore, if you are doing food prep in the house, you're on your own, you know. Only you and your bubble can prepare, prepare all the food for all those people. Um, and then you got to do all the dishes. And it just – there's some logistics I just don't think have been thought about because I, I don't want to – I don't want to – I mean, I don't have 25 friends, but I don't want to cook for that many people. Well, so – on that, I think that the government is, is assuming that that's a natural limiter on on, <laughs> uh, on how many people you'll invite over because, yeah, you can have 25 people, but you better really like washing up. And the second yeah. second part is I think that that is the downside, right? The upside is having 25 people in your house sucks. Yeah, no, that's true. And I that's would almost rather point. just have them be outside be their feral selves, and if I'm just taking in their detritus and washing it and even, like, cooking for them in there, I don't have to be self-conscious about how my house looks. Like, I almost think on balance it's better. Is that how you say? I say detritus. Uh, Do you say detritus? I say so many I mispronounce so many words because I read them when I was young and made up a pronunciation. And I grew up uh, in well, London, you, in the you UK. C- you could be right. I have no idea. The, w- the one I found out recently was that Harbinger is Harbinger. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie Schreier, <laughs> Debbie from accounts told me that and it really fucked me up. Bunch of dummies. Okay. So, um, no, you're right. Okay. That's good. That makes me feel better about it. I don't want anyone in my house. I don't want anyone on my loo. No. I actually don't want anyone in my garden either. And I do think it's a bit discriminatory <laughs> to people who don't have yards. Like... What if you you got a, lots of friends, but not you just got a tiny 
two by one balcony on your apartment. Well, even then, you're not even supposed to. They couldn't go there anyway unless they blimmin themselves from the roof down. Or yeah. Anyway, let's guess. There's there's no perfect way to do it, is there? Okay. Uh, What else happened? Uh, Oh, this is great. I like how you say what else happened as if there's anything that happened on this list. Yeah, the big news. In the big news, US President Joe Biden audibly broke wind during the, how do I say this? Is it COP26, COP26 event? And while he was speaking um, with Camilla Parker-Bowles, Duchess of Cornwall, This this is the only good, this is the only real news. Like this, this is an all-time real news story. It's so good. It's so beautifully well, written too. Like credit to the Daily yeah. Mail, they obviously put their best um, person on this, and it's it's just very, very funny writing. A source, and I don't know who this source is. Someone extremely close to Camilla who wanted to comment on it because it's Prince Charles, right? Like it has to be. This has to be based on what has been said, which is that Camilla has not been able to stop talking about the ageing president's long fart since he unleashed it in her company last week. Now, if she's been yabbering on about it all week, the source has got to be someone who's been with her all week, and that can only be Prince Charles. So I love that Prince Charles has got like a burner, not Prince Charles at gmail.com, and he's, he's getting in touch and, uh, and releasing this great news. But there's just so many good um, lines in it. Like you should almost just read the whole story. I think it's like okay. a masterpiece. I mean, I think I've read the first two lines, but I'll carry on. It was long and loud and impossible to ignore, the source told the outlet. Camilla hasn't stopped talking about it. It was a tough day for Biden, who had earlier nodded off during opening remarks at the climate change conference. The 78-year-old closed his eyes for 22 seconds before an aide appeared to jolt him away. can so relate to that. The day after his gaseous faux pas, Biden's administration launched a plan to reduce methane emissions, a potent greenhouse gas that contributes significantly to global That's warming. basically as far as you need to go. The other thing is the photo editing on this is extraordinary because there's a they've got a side-by-side of Camilla. Like, she's obviously, like... I don't know where they found this thing. It's kind of a grainy shot, but she looks like she's stepped, stepped in dog poo or something. It's just a, just <laughs> a really tortured look on her face. And then it's a really tight shot of Biden, and he's got this like cheeky grin, completely different lighting. They, the photos make no sense together, except they just perfectly illustrate this kind of who the fuck knows whether it <laughs> happened story. And Biden's got this like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Kind of uh, look on his face. It's I just it was just pure joy that. That story. I really, really needed it. Yeah, it was a great story. There's more poo news. Um, this actually happened in July, so I don't know if you'd call it news so much, but I think that there's an investigation happening into it now, which is why it's, it's popped up again. Uh, but poo from a plane. Everyone's absolute. I, I don't know about you, Duncan, but I walk around when I'm outdoors, which is never, uh, and partly because I don't want poo to drop on me from a plane. Is that why you're wearing that hat? Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. That's disrespectful. A man in Windsor, England, was minding his own business. <laughs> so to speak. He's just minding his own business. They had a right in England, um, eh? <laughs> When he was hit by a surprise deluge, just so just to be clear, not an expected one, a surprise deluge <laughs> of poo from the sky. His whole garden was splattered in a very unpleasant way, a local councillor reported. He had a really horrible experience with the whole garden and garden umbrellas and him being covered in this, which is absolutely dreadful. She says she hopes it never happens again. Well, if lightning doesn't strike twice, does poo drop twice? I don't know. I don't want to talk about this story. But this is like this is too, too much poo even for me. It's disgusting. Um, I didn't read the full thing, but I, I glanced at something where it said that normally poo's frozen or something. Well, there's there's the, I think it's kind of apocryphal, the idea that um, aeroplanes are constantly dropping frozen 
poo. I think basically <laughs> that it might freeze and then be taken out and put into some sort of sewage system. This was supposedly a cargo plane that initially denied it, because I did read the whole story, um, but, but subsequently admitted that it might have happened. But I, I think the idea, the thing that you fear, I don't think is really a thing. The, the, the idea that there's just aeroplanes are just constantly just dropping out giant frozen turds over land. I, I, I'm not sure that's <laughs> yeah, actually... You say that. You say that, but I remember when when the story started floating around about this um, this bat disease in Wuhan. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the same yeah. thing. <laughs> Look, the unexpected sometimes happens, Duncan. That's all I'm saying. I'm actually, by the way, going crazy, <laughs> like proper proper crazy. Jane is in, in like a new location, which I'm not sure up. is in her house, and she's. <laughs> Wearing this funny hat, and she seems to be reading an iPad really close. Like she, I don't think like it's not true what she says about her current state of mind. I'm not reading Aren't an you? iPod close. I'm filming a concert. Yeah, so it's got like a keyboard on the back. Uh, for a while, I thought you were yep. just holding up a keyboard, <laughs> just, just like I showing off. I've got a keyboard, Duncan. I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my house. I'm in my bedroom. I'm uh, uh, next to the fireplace. You a fireplace in your bedroom. Doesn't work. In fact, it, it leaks water in, so it does kind of the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Still cool. Okay, this is good. Critically endangered American bird reproduces without having to deal with men. I mean, the, that's the whole story. Yeah. There's a bird who uh, the scientists found two unfertilized eggs hatched back in the 2000s. Neither chick had a genetic link to the male condor. Um, so that is just evolution, natural selection. Progress, that's what I say. Science corner. <laughs> Science corner. Ladybirds not needing man birds. It's only a matter of time. We're all, we all come, di- birds come from dinosaurs. We all come from dinosaurs, right, at some point or something. So it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time until you guys are gone. Again, I've got nothing to contribute to that one. It's great. It's good, though. <laughs> right. Let's have a break. Uh, we'll be right back with some scintillating real life stories for you. Scientists are leading the conversations about the future of Aotearoa and the biggest challenges of our time, our land, ocean and climate, our physical and mental well-being, our food health. It's never been more important to understand science. At the University of Otago, you'll study alongside world-renowned experts and researchers. Explore your postgraduate options now. He heringa tangata, he tsuhura kōrero. Find out more at otago.ac.nz slash pgsciences. Welcome back to the real pod. Oh god! What? What? <laughs> that's that's fine. That's oh, fine. It's like leave it in. Pinocchio. Leave it in. It's Pinocchio before he was taken on little boy form. You're just a wooden puppet. I gave. I charged Duncan with the task of welcoming us back from the break, and I don't know. Was that a welcome? It was something. Yeah, like try again. I, I, no, just put some warmth in it. Welcome back. Much better. I, don't, I love it. I don't it. know how to do that stuff, so, Jane. That's why your role is like like we're lost without you. You know. All right, I'm here for it. What's been happening in your world, Dunk? What did I do? Have you got nothing? Have you been out in the garden? No. Have you any planes gone overhead? Been for any any recreational activities? Picnics? I've got nothing. Wow. Jane, tell me about your life. 
I mean, I don't have a lot more than that, but I did groom Pickle on the weekend, and it was bad. <laughs> like groom, groom as in wash or groom as in shave? The big wash and shave, the whole shebang. Washed, brushed him, tried to brush out. He's very matty. When I got that dog, I wanted a dog that wasn't going to shed hair everywhere. It was good with kids and so on. So I did my research. Just do your research. And I got this little dog. And everything on the internet said requires regular grooming, as in, like, you need to brush it every day or every second day. And I was like, that's not that hard. Like, I can brush my hair once a week. I just There's need to step it up. There's a lot of hair on that dog. Duncan, do you know how often I brush his hair? How often? It probably really enough that someone should send a, an animal person around to take him away. He was so matted. And it, I don't know if you've ever dealt with a matted dog. It was just a nightmare. And now he looks like one of those rescue dogs who was like when they post them on Facebook and they're all looking extremely scraggy and unevenly cut because the mats have all been so close to the skin. And uh, So and, did you have to cut the mats thing. out? I had to, like, I cut a lot of them out by hand. You can't really run a... Um, the clippers through. Like, I've got proper clippers and everything, you know, because I was going to do a great professional job. Oh, my God, he looks like an absolute <laughs> can you, nightmare. Can you post he looks pic? like one of those dogs. Turns up on the internet saying, we found this dog <laughs> clearly being neglected, uh, full of scabies and worms and things, and was severely matted, and we've we've tidied him up. That's that's my dog who has a home and, and people who love him. Yeah, but you've got, like, three kids and, like, it's a, it's a lot. You should see their mats. <laughs> we, we had, like, severe dreading problems um, in both our children for a long period of time. Uh, only just starting to get through that now. They're matted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. I have dread problems with my children too. It's a different kind of dread. <laughs> Just a daily, daily kind of a wake up dread. I've also been, um, I'm really getting into bread. I know that I'm quite late on the, ba- on the baking lockdown bread. bread trend of, of 2020. I've been baking bread rolls for a long, long time, but I've started like the problem with me watching Great British Bake Off, British, Great British Bake Off, and the Great Kiwi Bake Off is that I want to make all the things. And I've been really uh, inspired by the bread making. And so I've been making lots of bread. And eating it all. Well, that's is that a story. I mean, no. Jesus, this podcast is the worst podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did we did all right in the first half, and it's just falling apart now. I, it's really falling apart. I, I sort of Should thought just... that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we can. I guess I th- I thought with the real life thing that because I had like such a good one last week, so much yeah. stuff had happened that. Oh, hang on. Are you going to say it was to fall on me? No, no. I just, I, okay. I sort of assumed that you didn't have to prep for the real life part, that you just talked about your life. And then I came in and I was like, I don't know if I did anything. Two things that have happened in my real life that I haven't mentioned. Number one, oh my God, actually, no, I've got a classic story. <laughs> Delete the other ones. No, that's good. Number that's one. good. For those who stuck around, for the for the real hard cornies <laughs> who stuck around. Thank you. <laughs> Firstly, I want to mention, I put it in rec room last week, but I did get a coffee recently for the first time in lockdown. The first time I went in in level three and got a takeaway coffee and I did not know how to talk to the people who were serving me. I didn't, forgot how to do, use the, the pay thing. And I've, I've obviously been using my, my card at petrol stations and at the supermarket and so on. But for some reason, 
having someone interface with you in kind of like such a regular, normal life kind of a way, I didn't know what I was doing. And it was exceptionally disarming. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Okay, and then this is the real good story. This was so real pod that when it happened, I was like, oh my God, just real potted my trip to the doctor. I had to go to the doctor. I had to do an in-person, had to be checked in person, which in itself was just a crazy situation. Doctor's all in scrubs, the she's like all masked up, the doors open to let ventilation through. And she's like, it's just going to have to be like this forever. We're just going to have doors and windows open all the time. Um, and at the end of the examination, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe, I got off and I was like, I should sanitise. And she had some sanitizer right there, right? So I sanitized and then I was rubbing my hands with sanitizer and just sitting back down to have our debrief. And the sanitizer was not evaporating. Oh, no. Because it was lube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jane. You really buried the lead. Wow. How was that not the opening bit of, uh, for the stories? That's amazing. I forgot. I forget everything. Um, but yes, at the time, I the first thing I did was uh, once I left the doctors was text Alex and say, just sanitise my hands with lube at the doctors. So what so. did the doctor know what you were doing or point it out? Or did, what, did, did you like wipe no, it okay. off? Or how, how do you get she started, out of that? Okay. <laughs> I looked at my hands and then I looked at the bottle and I saw that it said like lubricant. Did, and I was do like, you think the doctor might have thought, oh, I guess... She's got dry hands or... No, I, 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 there's a part of me that thinks the doctor saw it unfold, but it all happened quite quickly. And I think she was probably doing that dance in her head of, should I say something? I don't want to embarrass her. If she doesn't say anything, maybe it's fine. You know, uh, but while she was doing that dance, I just went, oh my God, I just tried to hand sanitize myself with lube. And then she... She laughed and she turned on the tap for me too. And then I was like, you're going to have to sanitise the top of your lube now. <laughs> God, it was, just, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But worth it for the story. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have engineered mm. a better real pod, real pod story than that. Yeah. Tell you what, though, it does, it does bring up something I think we all need to be aware of. Very, so used to hand sanitizer now. Be very careful. You could have some blooming bio-warfare going on with, with little little bottles of um, what oh, appears to be sanitizer. You know? I, you know what? I don't... People aren't even questioning it. I don't it. think that that is something we need to be aware of. Is it not? No. Because if okay. you sort of take that, then you have to be... You have to be worried about, like, your food, food chain security and, like, people could just ship cars without... Basically, the whole world is a death trap if you've got malign intentions. Who could fall from a plane? You know? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's something that this man says happened. The difference is it's such an automatic thing for us now to use hand sanitizer. That's what I'm saying, that we don't even we don't even give it a thought. We just walk in and we pump some lube into our hands and <laughs> rub them together, and, you know, like that could have been acid. That could have been the end of my hands. <laughs> and that is the end of our podcast. We made it. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not sure that, I, I'm not sure that I've made it. Um it's really nice to like see you the, in your funny hat. This is just the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> we had a good time. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, A, for putting up with this, B, for putting up with us always, and C, for tuning in next week, which you are definitely going to do. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, T.I. here. Thank you, Tara Ward. 
And in absentia, thank you, Alex Casey. She will be back. Um, anything else? Thank you, Nando's. Thanks, Corns. Nando's. Thank you, Nando's. They came back. They came back for us. And they this came is all back we are right now, unfortunately. But they know. They know we're better than this. It's going to be okay, everyone. It's going to be okay. In principle decision, it's going to be okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Kia ora e te iwi, Kiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.